listening to the Wayne County Community College District's Critical Conversations podcast with host Ed Clementi. Hello and welcome to Critical Conversation. I'm your host, Ed Clementi, and welcome. This is pretty exciting. It's our first podcast, episode one, and my guest today is uh, Jim Robinson. He's the director of the Regional Training Center here at Wayne County Community College District. This podcast is about critical issues affecting you and where you fit in and opportunities in the new economy. With that, welcome, Jim, to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. And uh, I gave you some forewarning, but I know you're currently the, this job is your main priority, but I like to ask people, too, where they think something is not on their resume that's kind of interesting about themselves, and let's start that out first. Is there something beyond people would be surprised about you to know? The people who know me probably know, but uh, I am a um, talk radio junkie and listen to uh, probably too many radio broadcasts, Uh, but it's a good way to stay current. I'm also a TV junkie, and some of the programs that I love uh, aren't on right now, but uh, one of my favorite 24 is, but another is Game of Thrones, but that's, that's pretty much Jim Robinson. Yeah, we, we talked a little bit about Game of Thrones off record, and I uh, thought that was pretty interesting because it's going to be the last season, I think, coming up, actually. Yeah, but thank goodness they're reruns. Yeah, there are quite a few of those. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, position at the college. What is the Regional Training Center? Let's start out with that. The Regional Training Center is an initiative uh, that the chancellor thought was very critically needed in order to fill the gap in the community in terms of talent development. It's one of the most uh, troubling problems of a region that is seeing so much economic development and job creation, but the challenge is how do we do a better job of connecting the community to these jobs and economic opportunities, whether it's entrepreneurship, careers, whatever the case might be. So the Regional Training Center is um, designed really to foster collaborative partnerships with labor, with business, with government, and to target uh, some of the growth industries and to bring those opportunities closer to our students and to the residents. And um, I know that in this, we're sort of in a good economy, but it depends what perspective you're coming from. It might be a good economy for Wall Street, but I'm not always sure that uh, people who need jobs are you know, getting the training. And what is the situation you think for Detroit and the metro areas, like your capture district primarily? I'll I'll start it off by saying this. Uh, There's a talk show host, actually, Michael Schmirkanish, who uh, wrote an article a number of years ago that said America offers opportunities for those who work. And the um, key is for those who work. So as we look at the regional economy, everywhere individuals uh, travel, you can see the uh, excitement of economic development, whether it's the, the rail, the stadium, the proposed bridge, you see new housing, you see commercial businesses being started. So there's a lot of excitement, and uh, that excitement is, is long overdue following bankruptcy. But the truth of the matter is we still have uh, the lowest labor participation rate of any major urban uh, city in the United States. And only about 41 out of every 100 Detroiters are working in the city. So when you compound um, the challenges for individuals connecting to all of this resurgence in economic opportunity, um, we've got to do a better job of, of being a bridge or a connector for those who need the help in order to participate in this resurgence. So 
specifically, where are some of the most underserved, probably, uh, either neighborhoods or is there, is it kind of more of pandemic, you know, across the whole county or what do you, what do you, is there certain areas you think you're trying to have more experience trying to target or? The interesting thing is that Wayne County Community College serves uh, a broad number of communities throughout multiple counties. However, um, our footprint is largely dependent upon a lot of what occurs within the city of Detroit, within the city limits. So most of our campuses are in the city, yet we outreach to counties in order to uh, make a difference in the lives of our communities. But the fact of the matter is, uh, the challenge is, um, again, how do we look at the emerging opportunities, whether they are regional or local, but certainly local is the one that's most on our radar, because it is what's most talked about, whether it's on the news, on the radio, uh, or from the mouths of individuals or government. Um, so the, the, for the region to be strong, Detroit has to be strong. And I think that requires um, an, an institution like Wayne County Community College District to help, again, build bridges to whether it's Detroit or outlying communities. Uh, in fact, not to get too specific yet, but are a lot of the... Um like employers that you deal with, are they out of Wayne County sometimes? Or are they in uh, mainly in Wayne County? Or are they, you know, I don't know exactly where you draw from. Well, another interesting aspect of the work that we do at the Regional Training Center is we, we engage employers where they are. So you look for where the jobs are, where they're being created, where the economic opportunity is. And so while we see a lot of activity in Detroit, uh, for the most part, individuals who live in the city of Detroit work outside the city of Detroit. So people are traveling 20, 25 miles to Livonia to the, quote, job hotspots throughout the region, whether it's Warren, Livonia, Dearborn. So consequently, um, we don't have the luxury of just identifying the problem as a Detroit problem. It is a problem of how do you access economic opportunity, and specifically if it's jobs, we're looking to connect people here but we also want to do a good job of connecting people to the existing jobs that uh, are throughout the region. Um, at a little bit more macro level, uh, do you do you have like specific partnerships that you'd like to enumerate, like that you, the college works with now? Yes, we do. We've got some exciting partnerships. Um, one partnership that is evident uh, in a training program which was launched uh, actually a couple of weeks ago is the CDL Class A license training. It is a skill training um, opportunity for uh, individuals who um, could actually have um, high school diploma, which leads them to an excellent middle class opportunity driving locally and ultimately over the road. Some of the employers and other partners we work with uh, are the Teamsters, local companies such as Fago Corporation. Um, there are huge uh, logistics and distribution firms, all of which have trucks coming in and out throughout the city and throughout the region. So we work with a number of those trucking companies. We work with uh, some of the uh, major, for example, food uh, service centers or large uh, grocery stores, because again, you're talking about the transportation of food and other products. Uh, and so that program touches a broad number of companies. Uh, we've been approached by companies ranging from Central Transport, which is connected to the Maddie Maroon operation, to Crown Logistics, to a number of the minority automotive suppliers who have, again, trucking coming in and out of their facilities, to the UPSs, to uh, even government. And, and in particular, in the city of Detroit, 
as an employer, most people don't know that the city of Detroit is on any given day looking for two or three hundred uh, class A uh, CDL drivers. So it's a huge opportunity, uh, great disconnect. Part of the disconnect is in, in our community, one of the challenges for connecting people is if they see and have grown up around jobs, then they understand what those jobs entail. Uh, but a number of people in our community have not uh, experienced individuals driving trucks who live in their homes. And so it may look a little sexy, but it's a pretty challenging job. But we can get them there. That's the good news. That's one of the partnerships I'm excited about. Yeah, in fact, speaking of talk show radio host, I heard one of them say that truck driving is the single biggest employee like position almost in the country right now because there's so much being you know supply chain technology is pushing it all around and there's such shortages and just one other thing too can you explain to the listeners what cdl means actually yeah cdl is a class of uh certified driver's license issued by each state so in this particular state that class a license is necessary for you to drive over the road in addition to having the requisite training and experience so you can drive within the state uh, without having, uh, you need the CDL, but to go over the road, you definitely need to have that CDL Class A license, including driving school buses. So a lot of the vehicles that we see with multiple axles require that CDL or Certified Driver's License credential. Well, near the end of the podcast here, I'm going to also ask you a question about the future of that industry, but not right now. Um, what other sort of partnerships are you actively involved with for the college? very actively involved in uh, the construction uh, trades training. Uh, we have uh, partnerships that we are in the process of developing as well as partnerships that we have had over the years. We're formalizing those now into uh, a sequence of training from what we consider to be a pre-apprentice, or basically the soft skills and some of the workforce readiness types of skills that individuals need, all the way to actually connecting them to opportunities for apprenticeships and training. And so partners we are working with are Bart Mallow, which is the general contractor for the Little Caesars Stadium, uh, White Construction, a number of other construction firms, the Brinker Group, very substantial local firm. Uh, we're also looking at housing and, and uh, housing rehabilitation as a, another set, a subset of the construction industry. I guess Detroit is considered the biggest flipping city in the country, and maybe you're more familiar with the term flipping. I don't know if everyone in the audience would be, but do you want to? I'm sure you guys, a lot of your students are probably getting involved in this these projects. I would guess from a couple of pers perspectives. One is um, the opportunity to become an entrepreneur, and an entrepreneur could be someone who picks up a trade or a skill. So at the regional training center in the Eastern Campus, and throughout the district, for that matter. Uh, there are a number of programs, from welding to carpentry to electrical, minor electrical, HVAC. All of those skill sets and the credentials that individuals can get um, position them for opportunities to either get a job with a construction project or a construction firm, or in fact to start their own business. So that's kind of the unique thing. And when you look at the flipping the house market, that's kind of an economic opportunity in and of itself for those who have the skills and have the wherewithal to connect with resources in order to acquire homes. So this is a great community for a lot of aspects of either housing rehabilitation, rental, um, flipping, if you will, as well as for the construction-related activities regarding home improvement. 
Do you have any students working on the uh, new Red Wings Stadium, the Little Caesars place? Yes, we do. Last summer, we had an exciting project where we brought in about 100 young people uh, who had an opportunity to move from a six-week training program into actual jobs with the stadium project, and some are working there. Uh, we're actually preparing to have a great uh, construction trades uh, job fair, which will have about 12 different trades and the companies associated. The talent needs within the construction industry is probably second to none. Uh, it is the most challenging uh, situation, particularly when you want residents to get these jobs and earn the wages to pay the taxes in the community, which strengthens our city, it strengthens the region. And so we are happy to kind of be in a position to work with labor and employers to, to connect that bridge or to create that bridge for individuals in that industry. Do you have a website or something that like potential students could probably find or do you have what's the best way to find out about these job fairs or other opportunities? The best way is to call the uh, School of Continuing Education and Workforce Development. We're part of that uh, uh, division within the college and that division crosses all campuses and all special initiatives like the regional training center. So most of our training programs at some point start off on the website of the Wayne County Community College District and then slash going into continuing ed and workforce development. That's where they'll find the links to training and the contact information to connect with the regional training center. So why don't you repeat that one more time because I think that's pretty essential that, you know, someone listening will get that idea. But just repeat the website again. The so slash. the website is www wccd.edu and look for the link to the continuing education and workforce uh, development division well i know so far we got a lot more to talk about but i know we've talked about the uh, cdl and construction and my guest today is uh, jim robinson he's the director of the regional training center here at wayne county community college district we want to thank uh Jim, for being the first guest today, and uh, kind of the guinea pig, too. We appreciate that as well. But uh, kind of left off just with uh, construction. But then what other ones do you think there's great demand for that people aren't aware of? Just to be clear, the college offers probably over 100 credential training programs, which are primarily on the academic side or the continuing ed education side. What we do at the Regional Training Center is we target employers in growth industries by sector. So our concentration, if you will, is a lot narrower than the available uh, resources the college has generally to those who might be interested in a career or trade. So f specifically construction, which is creating literally tens of thousands of jobs and it spans from bridge to stadium to roads to infrastructure. We're, we're following and paying close attention to where the funding is going and where economic development is going and what are the labor challenges that these employers or developers are going to experience or the government. So one way to think about it is that uh, the city of Detroit has a goal of um, 40,000 Detroiters going to work. And so if you look at that average over a five-year period, you're talking about 20,000. So if you look at it on a monthly basis, um, we're really looking at a number, I'm sorry, over a five-year period, it's probably more like um, 5,000 individuals that they're targeting per month going to work. But again, that's over 400 people. So if you're looking at the city and recognizing the challenge we have, we have a great city and a great citizenry. 
but we have a lot of unpreparedness when it comes to the skills that's in demand today. Uh, let's, uh, I'm going to drill down on that just for a second, but a little bit more micro question. But what are the skills you think are the most lacking, you know, for today, the type of jobs and what are going to be the future jobs for your programs that probably people need to have in their pocket before they even go interview or before they get noticed by potential employers? Putting it pretty simply, if you anyone does a search uh, of available jobs, they'll find that there are probably five or six sectors. Uh, All right. Uh, just to get a little bit more specific and get the micro picture of where people today need to go to find the skills or the competencies. And if you could give me some idea of where if someone was listening today that they would need to really have those specific measurable skills or competencies that are much harder to measure usually? The technical skills that individuals really need to focus on relate to the emerging jobs. In the five sectors that we're seeing the greatest opportunity for people to gain skills and go to work um, is construction trades. Of course, we've talked about it. Trucking and logistics or basically transportation. Uh, healthcare is a huge initiative with the um, alliances of hospitals and healthcare and the aging population. Um, hospitality, entertainment, and food service is a major um, talent uh, deficit area in our community. And again, with the stadiums and all of the entertainment venues, including food uh, restaurants that, that's opening up, we have huge opportunities there. Um, and I think the, so we're talking construction, transportation, healthcare, food service and logistics, and of course, IT. Mm -hmm. Employers throughout the region, and from large to small, need technology assistance. And um, it's a great area for individuals to get into on an entry level. Individuals can start at a call center where they learn how to just basically respond and use the telephone and use technology to respond to such as the last disaster we had uh, with the utility crisis with DTE, and half of the region was out of power, which meant a number of people got calls. The responses were from, based on technology. So that's, those are the five sectors that individuals really need to focus on in terms of where can I get a job and what skill sets, technical skill sets, do I need. Generally speaking, we have a huge problem simply with uh, getting individuals the soft skills and the work readiness kinds of habits. So when you have a community that suffered for as long as we have with high unemployment, uh, going back to the recession, then you've got a lot of individuals who've not been at work. And so we're looking at maybe three to 400,000 Detroiters in the region who want to work, but lack the fundamental skills uh, and the basic uh, uh, etiquette uh, to be successful on the job. So oftentimes it's not about the technical skill which might get you the job, it's about the soft skills which you need to keep a job. Yeah, in, in fact, uh, I just looked up a few things for, for the show today, but I know things like priority setting, time management skills, uh, setting goals, you know, and also work planning and scheduling are things that people have no idea of sometimes if they've never really, I mean, when I grew up, I never would have thought about any of those things, even when I was in high school, because those weren't taught when I was in school. But is that why people either have a hard problem either keeping a job or qualifying for the job, you think, sometimes? I think sometimes from an academic perspective, we focus so much on 
why individuals have challenges, but the truth of the matter is, in what we do, we just simply focus on meeting them where they are. Because if we spend time studying why they have a problem, we're going to miss the opportunity to address an, a challenge that they have. So the challenge could be childcare, could be transportation. That could affect their timeliness at work. But if we don't address it in the proper way, we're going to think their challenge is they don't understand time management when the fact of the matter is they may have had to drop off kids at school before they get to, uh, to the transportation to get to their job. And so you sort of answered this question, but let me maybe ask it in a different way. Uh, do you think that um, the, the five years or maybe three to five years, are where is your main goals going to be as to where you need to put students with the training that you need? Is it going to be the ones we've already covered or is that, I know you say IT, but for example, I know I've talked to one of the college presidents and they said they have automotive program. They can't even keep them for a second year because they get hired out. And so, and same thing with engineering around the, obviously with the automotive sector in this area, auto, you know, engineering jobs are such a premium. There's so huge shortages. So what, what kind of things are like precursors you think to help with those areas a little bit more? The district is kind of unique. The inquiries come in from companies that want to associate on the academic side, which is a longer term, two, three year, kind of a career development process to um, a quick one-week training or one-day training to us trying to really fill a skills gap, which might take six to eight weeks. And so, again, the focus of the Regional Training Center is to target workforce gaps and then to try and fill those gaps. And to do that, again, we have to be closer, closely connected to the demand today. So, for example, when people talk about truck, truck driving, uh, I, I've heard it said, well, We've got all this investment in autonomous driving trucks. Right. Uh, this is Michigan. We're in Detroit. We're in the Motor City capital. Virtually trucks are the delivery um, system for almost everything that exists. On any given day, there are several thousand vacant trucking jobs available. It would take a yeoman's effort for us to just address that demand, let alone focus on what might happen 20 years in the future in the event that we see autonomous trucks on the road. So we try to stay focused on the problem today, try to build a bridge to connect employers who need demand today, and try to help individuals acquire the skills and uh, the support that they need to be effective and to move from the position they're in to a position of economic stability for themselves and their families today. And that's kind of our focus. And, and, and looking into the future, um, you know, with these initiatives that the college is implementing, uh, how does that affect the community kind of specifically more than just jobs, but how does that have the ripple effect, you know, for, for our region? I think that's the unique thing about uh, the chancellor, Dr. Ivory. Um, he is a very forward-thinking individual. So he recognizes that the role the community college needs to play today is a change agent. We can think of it as most people who want to go to college, they drive by our facilities, and they, if they want to go, all they have to do is we're an open-door institution. They just simply have to go in, talk to someone. Chances are they'll be eligible for some support, and they'll be in a program. But to think forward, as he does, we have to look at the challenges of connecting to the population that don't um, 
understand or take advantage of what we have to offer. So we're reaching out into the community. Uh, we're recruiting out into the community. And we actually realize that in order to be an effective change agent for what our community, business, and labor needs, that we have to extend ourselves beyond the walls of our institution. And that's how we, we collaborate with partners. And you, you did address the uh, self-driving vehicle issue because we know, but is there opportunities you think in that field as well, even now, as I know the center's out there by Willow Run Airport that they're already doing the testing on. Are, are you, is there a specific program that would help with autonomous vehicles? Um, we were approached just recently, for example, to develop a drone program, a drone pilot program. So if you think about it, yeah, it's pretty exciting to think about these drones that they're projecting are going to be delivering packages throughout our community. But what we have to focus on is, do we have the subject matter expertise? Can we access the technical people? Can we impact that particular career area and connect it to the folks that we are most concerned about? And that is everyday people, you know, Detroiters and folks from the region who depend upon a community college to give them that first start, that fresh start. And so given that fact, we have to deploy our resources where we think we can have the most impact. And number one, it tends to be those five areas that I spoke of earlier. And it tends to stay within the one or two year time frame where we as a community are trying to change the dynamic regarding the unemployment condition of folks in our community. Why don't you repeat those five areas just one more time? Just You don't have to go into them in depth, but just so the audience can get a good idea what, where they think they should be going. Construction, IT, healthcare, hospitality, and transportation. And they can, of course, contact the college to get more in depth or go to the website to uh, find out what specific fields are in there. Correct? Absolutely. In addition, they can contact uh, the Detroit Employment Solutions Corporation, which we partner. They sponsor some of our training programs, most of them, in fact. And um, we have an outreach specifically tied to reaching young adults um, between 14 and 25, as well as adults 25 and older, as well as seniors, because the 50-plus set is looking at opportunity, transitioning from one job or from retirement uh, into another career. So we, we kind of concentrate our opportunities to be able to bridge any age or uh, any other kind of um, barrier. And... Um, move people closer to where opportunities are. Yeah, I've just got a couple last questions for you, but one is, uh, on the, you mentioned earlier about the academics and how we sort of need to focus when they need just like a few weeks or additional training for certificate training. I, I'm not sure what the proper term is for it, but how viable and is that a real growth area for the college? Oh, absolutely. The, the CDL training, for example, perfect example. When we were approached to put together a proposal for CDL training, we had already been working with the Teamsters and a number of trucking uh, and distribution and production firms to address their skills gap. The college has a CDL training program that's been offered for a number of years, but it is an academic credit program. So you can either take a one year and get a certificate, <laughs> or you can go two years and actually move that degree towards some university degree. We looked at the problem, and the employers are saying, we need that skill set within four to six weeks. So we essentially took that academic credit program. We converted it into a uh, program that uh, individuals could engage in it, 
complete it in six to eight weeks, earn the same credential, be ready to get a job and go to work. So that's one advantage the college has. Almost every training program that we look at, healthcare, technology, we have an excellent academic side of the house, and we draw upon that expertise of the faculty and the administrators from the college to help us customize a solution uh, to meet the demand of the workforce. And the last question is you probably, I don't know if you saw this specific article, but I'm sure you've read similar articles about it, but that the real threat to sort of America somewhat and jobs is not really overseas. It's more about robotics, for example, or software that's taking positions. Is that something that concerns the college is how we should be adjusting to those sort of uh, technology takeover of jobs, sort of? One of the most important things we can do as an institution is to be aware of what's happening around us, and in particular where the trends are. So uh, the trend has been moving for four or five decades towards technology, for example, in manufacturing. So of course we have to look at our programs and our equipment and our uh, facilities to make sure that we can adapt, bring technology in, and allow individuals to learn with the latest technology and the latest instruction. Perfect example again is welding. Uh, welding is, if you look at the image of welding, you'll see someone with a hard iron helmet on and you'll see sparks flying. Well, we're moving towards a welding program where we'll have simulators that individuals can actually um, learn every facet of welding using the computer. Same skills, but in industry now, they're moving towards that quicker, faster, more efficient way to accomplish what welding in the old way used to do. And so, again, that's how we have to, as an institution, um, adapt to conform to what the demand is and how individuals can learn those skills easier, faster, and safer. Well, it sounds like you're very aware of all the challenges and constant new ones coming up, I think, every day. But uh, you sound like you're doing a good job at the Regional Training Center. And uh, I know, Jim Robinson, I appreciate you being here today. And uh, we appreciate you doing our inaugural podcast, and we hope to see you again maybe sometime in the future. But keep appreciate, up the good work. Thank you so much. Appreciate being here. Uh, I've worked with most of this team. We've done some exciting work over the years and look forward to us uh, having a greater impact for the community in the future. Welcome again. My name was Ed Clemeni. I was your host, and welcome to Critical Conversations. We'll see you at the next show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Wayne County Community College District's Critical Conversations podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes. The content of Critical Conversations is not the responsibility of the podcast show host or their guests.